Do you know what your partner's up to when you're away and they're all alone? No, what? They're listening to the Screw Podcast, of course. What's that? Mm, sit back, relax, and listen. You're all gasmatics. You're all gasmatics. Sneaking in the back door with dirty magazines. So your mother wants to know what all the stains on the jeans. And you're all gasmatics. Welcome to the Screw Podcast. You're listening to Felicia Rose and A Love. Fuck your ear holes. Hey. Ooh, fuck your ear holes. Damn. Did you like that? I got really close to the microphone. Have you ever gotten a dick in your ear? No. no. Thank fucking God. Nobody's... That sounds like an ear infection. <laughs> that sounds like an ear infection. Or like, like, like a yeast infection of the ear canal. Or at least, at least some hearing problems. That too. Yeah. Like I don't even want my ears underwater in a pool. I don't think I want cum in my ear. No. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think I want any cum in my ear either. Or my eye. I don't or think up, so. I can up my nose. Anything, but <laughs> yeah, the eye always sucks. The eye always sucks, especially when you have eyelashes on. Can't lie. Yeah. Not my favorite. <laughs> Anyways, so this week we are diving into a brand new topic. This month's topic is going to be drum roll, please. Bring. I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah, for, for it was ring. like a, tele- a telephone. <laughs> yeah. Oops. That was a telephone that you like pull. That was one of the rotary phones. Um, <laughs> yes. No. Uh, what are we talking about this month? Oh, online sex work. Yeah. But we're going to do it justice, right? Like due diligence, much like we did our fetishism like series over seven months. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully this one will only take a month. But yeah, we're going to dive into the topic fully and, or, or, you know, fully for us. And we're going to be as thorough as possible, starting with things that, you know, we think we may know about online sex work. Mm-hmm. And we're going to dive in and see what we don't actually know, see what some preconceived notions are, and then maybe have a special guest at the end that wants to talk to us about their their life in online so or whatever they might be maybe they're a customer i don't fucking know we don't know yet oh yeah we don't we're still exploring those options but i'm sure it'll be something good no doubt we could get like a a many vids connoisseur or something i don't fucking know yeah well if you listen to this and want to talk about online sex work one way or the other hit us up yes do that so um (laughs) I will first ask you, I don't know what you want to admit to on this podcast, but um, have you ever done any online sex work yourself? I know it's because of the availability of websites now, it is a little bit easier to do it than say maybe five, ten years ago. Okay, so this is a good question. So what, in your humble opinion, and maybe we can like actually find out the like, defined urban dictionary version of what online sex work constitutes well see there's that it gets a little gray when it comes to online because i feel like a lot of what i would consider sex workers are not necessarily considering themselves sex workers right a lot of the time they're giving themselves other words for it I'm an adult model, I'm an OnlyFans girl, I'm a whatever, whatever. And as much as I say that's all valid, you can give yourself whatever title that you want. In my opinion, you're doing online sex work. So online sex work is an exchange of goods 
for some type of monetary value, whether it's tokens or money. And the goods are an electronic version of a sexual experience. Thing. So whether it's a photo, an experience like sexting, a video, it doesn't have to be completely new there. Obviously, that's that's something that I think a lot of people think that there's like a line and it's like, okay, well, if you're if you're showing your your roast beef majora, then you're definitely fucking a sex worker. But if you're only showing a little slit in your panty, it's like now to me the idea is somebody on the other side of that is excited for that okay. in in a sexualized okay. manner i don't care if it's just bikini photos they're excited for it what they do with it is none of our business sure we don't have to necessarily get into that but the idea is you're selling some kind of you're using your body in a sexual manner digitally or like, or yeah. would you consider like phone sex stuff like also online sex work? Well, yeah, if you're using an online, yeah, I, it's under the same cat, digital sex work, you know, however you really want to call Ooh, it. But it yeah, sounds I very think modern, digital sex work. Digital sex work, yeah, get into it. DSW, oh wait. I mean, how many people are actually answering a phone call? You know, a lot of these are through apps and you can do that through your, your computer. So yeah, it's right. all digital, it's all, it's all sex work where you are not having a direct contact situation with somebody. So they are consuming whatever it is that you're selling that has some sort of sex or sexuality tied in, again, whether it's veiled or not, and you are not directly seeing them face to face. That's my opinion. That's my sort of definition. Okay. I mean, I'm sure I could tweak that a little bit, but off the top of my head, that's that's what okay i like it i think i think I, i'm pretty much in alignment with you on that um so like you know, if you sell feet photos like maybe the person next to you doesn't find that overtly sexual but the person mm -hmm. to your left does and that person is going to beat off to it okay well it's subjective right you're right. online your foot photos might not be porn to you but they're porn to somebody else so you're selling uh... it in a way where it's being consumed and you're not necessarily even sure how it's being consumed do you find that some people find resistance to this like like they do this kind of work and wouldn't call themselves an online sex worker they would call themselves something else yeah of course there's there's taboo against being a sex worker calling yourself a sex worker embracing being a sex worker it also puts you in a category of is there you know am i doing this legally a lot of people are like i'm not a sex worker because it's legal i'm like what the fuck there's plenty of sex work that's legal that's illegal in some states it's legal you know they're like that's a was, weird way to do it you know <laughs> i was i was trying to explain to this like um fancy financial advisor for nqo like who owns nqo because you know we're a cooperative and all that shit and like was explaining like I think I said at first, like, it's it's owned by sex workers. And I, <laughs> I was just like, that may that may make him misunderstand what the nature of our products are. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. I mean, and it definitely, it can be very limiting to the to people that are hearing the word, too. They're sure. immediately thinking all sorts of fucking things. We need to change that. I mean, like, as soon as we saw, what, what was it? Like, Saturday Night Live? like did a spoof like a couple years ago and all of a sudden like the whole idea of many vids like and like the like they didn't call it many vids but it was like whatever they were right, right. now making their money off of like doing this kind of like line of work and i would 
hope that we are getting, you know, every other fucker that I meet has an OnlyFans page these days. <laughs> like, right. And for the record, OnlyFans isn't just pornography. Right. There's, there's so many OnlyFans accounts that are cooking and playing music and, like, alluding to, like, nudity or just... Mm-hmm. Oh, here's bikini shots that I don't necessarily want to put online because I don't want my grandma to run into it, but I'll put them behind a paywall. You know, there's right. there's so many different levels. And I know like many vids, for example, is pornography, right? I mean, there's not many channels that aren't pornography on many vids, but right. it, nobody's it, reading Shakespeare on there. Oh, well, maybe they are just naked. Yeah, probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably are. Many vids has a lot of fetish stuff, actually. It's interesting. But yeah, I mean, it's it's um, it's. I think now more than ever people understand what it is, but they also understand that there's like levels to it and layers to it. And I think people don't want to get cast out of their families. So until the word sex work is destigmatized, people are still going to be shy about saying, yes, I'm a sex worker, right? Like when we go to hand in a resume at a corporate office, we're not necessarily thrilled to put on it sex worker for seven years, right? Like if I were to go apply to a place that, you know, I'd be a W2 employee right now, I would probably (laughs) put strategic marketing something administration Mm. or something, you know, I I would. And then, you know, depending on if I'm getting a good vibe, I'd probably admit to it, but it's just because I'm, I am proud. I mean, I'm proud of it, but you also understand that it comes with stigma that, unfortunately is still out there no matter how chill it is now and no matter how many people you know that have a fucking OnlyFans, there's still so much stigma especially when you do x like the hardcore stuff most people are like well i draw the line at you know if you do this versus this it's like so do you think that like i mean I would imagine one of the challenges, you know, especially with the market that must be getting a little saturated these days, like would be how to like, how do you distinguish yourself? Like, like, do you find that people just kind of copy like kinks and fetishes or do you see a lot of like originality out there? Like how, like how would you like, like have that conversation about distinguishing yourself with a young new not necessarily young. oh so we're just new. jumping into me giving advice instead of us talking about what we think we know <laughs> so, but, uh, well, well okay. i guess my actually, advice no, no, is no. what i think i know actually let's say that that's okay true. well hold on so, so then, no, 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 but, that's accurate okay okay i would i would just say like i would think that i would guess and like i and i don't know is that you know the people who are willing to like be involved in more fetishy off the beaten paths while they may not have like a huge market they might have like a very dedicated like few yes. yeah. yeah so that i mean there's both sides there's a couple ways to play the game if you will you can either get a really niche market going where you have maybe a hundred consistent customers but those hundred are paying out of the ass because you're doing something for them and doing it in a way that they are looking for and they haven't found clearly. So there's something that they're missing from another sex worker or something and they've found you, you're, you're fulfilling their needs, you have the look, you have the style, you'll do the thing, boom. You're going to get really consistent work out of those specific or you know you're gonna get a lot of requests out of those customers and then there are people that are on the other side of it that are doing the numbers game 
and what I mean by that is they do they they're not worried about client retention necessarily. Um, they are looking to get as many followers, as many subscriptions as possible, as quickly as possible, and they're churning it out. And what I mean by that is a lot of times I'll see people with a pretty cheap, whatever you whatever you want to say is cheap nowadays. It's hard to really tell what cheap is, but let's say on the the cheaper end meaning like you can only have an OnlyFans for the cheapest of like $3.99 or $3 or something like that. So like I'm okay. saying closer to that, you'll see a lot of people have a very cheap OnlyFans account and they'll say no pay-per-view, which means they're not going to be messaging you with, hey, I just recorded a video if right. you want to buy it. Or, hey, I recorded a video two years ago. Here's my video from two years ago. It's three bucks for you, whatever. Instead, right. what it means is you're going to go to their page, you're going to see every, ev all of their content. But what that also does is it leaves you not having that same experience of, oh, this sex worker is reaching out to me on a regular basis. So it's kind of a hands-off approach. That's the right. number. Less, less personal touch. Less personalized and more just churning it out, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody that signs up gets a free dick pic, but also that's about it. You're that's about as much interaction as you're going to get from me over the course of time, because I have thousands of subscribers versus those niche fetish market people. Now there's some people that do both. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm not saying one is wrong and one is right. I think it really does play into what you found to be successful for yourself. Right. So I don't have that look that can get 2000 subscribers off the bat. That's never going to happen for me. And what I mean by that is I'm, I have a very specific shape to me. I'm midsize on the BBW scale now, closer to BBW than I've been midsize before. And I am not, I'm not taking physically the boxes that a lot of people are looking for. I have boobs, but then where's the ass? I don't have the ass to match the boobs. It's just, it's a, it's a specific look that I have and it's not, it, it doesn't really fulfill any over the top uh, fetish if you just look at me, for example. Okay. So I don't, I'm never gonna have a thousand followers, right? I'm, that's never ever gonna be a thing for me. Instead, I focus on the fetishes and the niche market where I'm really good at these things and once people realize it that are looking for that, they stay with me forever, for fucking ever. I have people yeah. that love the way that I, I know how to act in my, my custom videos, for example, and they buy a custom for me every fucking time I record. For the rest of my goddamn life, they will buy a custom from me every time. And those are not cheap, mind you. You know, I have some customers that are like, your jerk off instructions are the fucking best. They will buy every JOI video I've ever dropped. I have other customers that come to me because I do mommy stuff or I do sister brother stuff. I do a lot of family taboo stuff. So... Yeah. Once you find that lane, I feel like you should really stick with that lane. But there are those, you can call them models, you can call them sex workers, whatever. But there are those workers out there that have thousands of followers and they will never need to have a niche because they have that look that appeals to more than more people than not, if you will. And right. I don't want to say just a look. There are plenty of people that have more of a niche look that are in that category too of having thousands of followers. But again... I find that they don't have the time often to give you that one-on-one -on -one attention, you know? Yeah. So what do you think are the, like, like, well, actually, what do we think <laughs> are the biggest benefits to, like, online sex work? 
Well, the, f- the first one I'll say right off the top is if you are, if you have any disability uh-huh. right there, right there alone, you are so much more capable of controlling your narrative by having the ability to be your own boss, motivate yourself, work yourself on your own timeline and schedule uh-huh. and have the customer's you know, have good relationships with customers where they're understanding of any of your needs and and timelines and things like that. And I feel like it just, it opens up a a market of work to a group of people that may not have been able to show up and do a customer service job in person. Because essentially at the end of the day, it's customer service. We all know that it's selling a good and service. What is the good in service? It's us, it's our time, it's our bodies, it's our looks, it's our ass, it's our titties, it's our dicks, it's our whatever, you know? But I feel like it, the one huge benefit is it creates a place for disabled bodies to have more autonomy and more, uh, you know, control over their workday in general. Okay. And so that's well, one benefit, obviously. <laughs> There's yeah, so many yeah. more benefits. Like, I'll say this just, you know, I, in general, being able to work for yourself is an amazing, beautiful fucking opportunity. And I think everybody should try to experience that at least one time in their life because it teaches you a lot about, you know, self-preservation. It teaches you a lot about timelines and schedules and motivation and keeping yourself in check and making sure that you're, you're doing it and you're not and also, it's great for if you don't like answering to other fucking people. Let's be honest, you know. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I guess I like I wanna I wanna find out what in general, and I know somebody has this on there. Is what like overall people think like the number one perk of doing online sex work is. So yeah. for the next episode, I'm gonna find that out. Like find some like like information, if you will. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so, I feel like there's so many fucking perks, but also, you know, just being able to, I don't know. It's like, I could go on for fucking days, how many benefits there really truly is to being an online sex worker. Well, but I, I mean, I would honestly guess working for yourself is, it is, it's gotta be one of the number one, even like, like, like outside of like the nature of the work, I would still think that people who were doing it would say that working for themselves, being their own person was the number one benefit. Absolutely. And then I feel like the amount of online sex work available definitely gives more options to people that maybe were doing previously, you know, in-person sex work, you know? So there are people that have to do in-person sex work. And then there are people that, do in-person sex work as an additional piece of their work. And I feel like if you could take some of that and put it into online, it's just a safer option typically, you know, just in terms of just generalization here, no judgment or anything, but it is typically a safer option doing it behind the screen. And and obviously that's not for anyone to assume that because a person is doing this work that they're available to like see you offline or that's even addressed. You know, and right. I, I do feel like some. I mean, I would imagine you probably answered this that that people do get asked often if they like meet in person, especially if that person happens to be some or thinks that they are geographically like close to you. Yeah, I get asked to meet in person pretty often, or I get asked, "Do you have a sex worker friend that will meet me in person?" 
which is fine. I, if I do, I typically send them their way and, and do that whole thing. But, but I will say, I, I don't even know where people go. Like, I often don't know what to say when people ask me. That's something I need to learn is after the SESTA FOSTA laws, I, you know, and people back page got taken down. Craigslist is not a thing. It's just, I don't know where sex workers have gone aside from Twitter. Like Twitter is, yeah, I mean, okay, sure. Right. I, I, I'm talking about. No, like, I mean, I think that went away too. That was one of the big uh, takedowns too. You see, know, that's, so you, I, I didn't even realize. Like, there's everything got fucking taken down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think those those things happen like around the same time. You know, for a lot of these things, and they just kept right. happening. Yeah, you know, and which, now it's interesting because it's like I see people advertise on Twitter, and that's cool. I I think that's a great place because, sure. I mean, nothing is more. I don't want to say more, but like it's pretty helpful to have like profiles that you can scroll through the tweets of and see what kind of person you're dealing with and all that. It's a little bit of a vetting mechanism, if you will. So that's nice. Right. But I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Typically, yeah. people, where do I go for a sex worker? I'm like, I usually just search it on Twitter, like meetups. That's... I search the word meetups. Yeah, and I think I mean so so. Um, I guess that would be uh, another question. How how do you? How do you think people choose where to go for their like amateur online sex worker like stuff? Do you if think I, if I knew that I'd be way more successful? I don't. <laughs> I I honestly I enlist the help of one of my friends who's actually a consumer of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when I stopped, not stopped. When I decided I wanted to be more successful than I was, I let him help me with some stuff and I was just like what what do I do to like grow this market grow this market etc etc and he has helped but I will say it's sometimes fucking tough like when people are just starting out and they're like what do I do I'm like I don't know get a twitter and follow a bunch of fucking sex workers and retweet them and they'll retweet you I don't know I don't know you know it's tough because I had a little bit of a following when I announced I was doing sex work, right? So like my little wrestling following had a little bit of a trip over and then from there that grew. So like, I don't know what the first steps are for like, how do people find sex workers? I don't know. Yeah, I mean- Twitter is the only answer I have aside from like many vids perusing, you know, categories. So I'm I'm curious at least to find out like, you know, maybe we can find this information out where, how do people find what they find for online sex workers is this yeah, a google a good search point. is it like you know like how are people seeking this out you know like i mean only fans is obvious but what if you've never heard of any of these things and like well the you thing know, is, is you can't even search people on only fans you have right. to know your handle right, so right, like right, on right, many right. vids i could go in and search boob bouncing and i'll find myself for example um <laughs> But you can't do that on OnlyFans. It's all of it's behind a paywall unless you have a free page, and even still, that's not a searchable right. thing. So it's right. like I don't. But I don't your twi- your Twitter is right. Twitter is searchable, right? Yes. So if so you I I say Twitter, Twitter and TikTok for now is what uh, I see. Uh, Instagram is really tough with sex work. Twitter is much more friendly. TikTok is hard, but if you're mm-hmm. smart and you allude to things properly you can get away with a little bit of advertising and stuff. Like if you go under like the hashtag spicy accountant, for example, that's all. <laughs> sex workers. 
That makes sense. So I guess with with that said, I'm also curious what the what people think the their least favorite part of online sex work is. Well, the customers is my answer. Obviously, yeah. there's. I think I'm sure the answer differs amongst most people, but I would say I mean I'm sure a lot of people will say things like family judgment or friend judgment mm. like loss Wait, of get people it, in life found out yeah like, like getting doxxed or getting found out to your sure. family things like that um which i didn't have to worry about obviously but some people <laughs> do and right. but i would say for myself the the customers that most customers for me are pretty chill they're pretty dope i actually make friends with a lot of them that you know whatever and there are some customers that for some reason think that because they've paid you a whopping 399 for the month or something they <laughs> that you are there to listen to what, are, what, are, what am i looking for for words they they think that you are kind of just a robot like battering ram and they can shit all over you and like take out their anger on you and say things like I don't you know the dick that you fucked in that video is not hot so I'm unsubscribing <laughs> like as if that like as if I can control what someone else's dick right. looks like you know I've heard that in the past past right. like weird shit like just weird weird stuff and it's it's like uh the judgment that they think that they can give to you because you're just a fucking you're just a sex worker you're a slime ball you know it's like i i i i had a customer once that basically like fell in love fine it happens i get a you're a human being and as soon as i was like bro like you know that's not a thing that we're doing here you know i was very kind about it and he was just extremely cruel to me after like so fucking cruel so rotten said some very judgmental shit to me things wow. i did not need to hear and things that i didn't deserve to fucking hear all because i had to let him down and remind him that this is a paid service you know right and it's that i think that is the scarier that's that's the scary slash shittier part is like people that either fall in love or even become fucking stalkers that's a huge sure. piece of this we you know just because i've had decent experiences with the my clientele doesn't mean that it's it's not out there and that there's not plenty of people going through that so i, I mean i guess i'm it's probably the number one terrible thing but i don't know sure. if that's like the top reason you know i guess somewhere in there like you know it's a testament to how well you know, <laughs> no. I was gonna say how well you you do your job for having them like lose sense of reality. But let's be real, there are just people who who definitely don't know where that line is and forget sure. like what the the arrangement is. You know, and right? I, I that, and, and there are some customers that'll say that they'll be like, "Damn, Felicia, you're good at your job." Because sometimes I don't know if you're flirting with me and complimenting me. <laughs> And you know, listen, just because I'm I'm complimenting you doesn't mean that's fake. But are we in sure. fantasy land and am I saying things that I'm this isn't real life, honey, you know? Right, and most right, of the time right, they right. get that and they'll be like, But damn, you really like you you help me suspend disbelief and that's the point, right? 
I'm trying to make you get out of your brain of the day and come. Uh, Woman, man, (laughs) non-binary, I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're watching my content, I have a ton of women that watch my content. If you're watching my content, I just want you to suspend your disbelief for five goddamn minutes and come. Afterwards, I I, I owe you nothing. I am not in debt to you. You are, you, you've done the minimal to be a part of my existence at this point. You've paid a minimal amount, you know, and I'm not saying that you're not valuable. I'm just saying that like, there's, there's nothing here, honey. Like, it's just a job and I love you so much and I want you to be happy and you can talk to me about your bad day and you can show me your, your cum load, but you're not actually my son. Yeah, you know, right. you know, I'm not actually your mommy. You know, I have to remind people sometimes. I'm like, I, I know I've also given you instructions on like how to clean your floor pro- properly, but that does not make me your actual mother. You know, I'm, so I'm wondering, like, given you know, given that any kind of customer, <laughs> but especially in this realm, like you know, because. I think people already are working outside the parameters of like the social norms that, you know, don't let you like, you know, fucking talk like that to a a cashier at the supermarket, but like they'll feel okay to talk to an online sex worker that way. Um, Given like that kind of like intensity and like, you know, um, and kind of like, you know, what I would assume to be the kind of uncertain amount of like money one can make, but that goes with like all kinds of sex work, you know, and like maybe you have a few regulars, but there's a lot of unreliable income involved. But given both of those kind of things, I wonder how long on average people are doing this these days. You know, obviously this is still a relatively new arena for sex workers. I mean, there's been phone sex workers, sure, but I've, you know, even heard that there's a, you know, can be burnout with that, you know, doing that kind of work back in the day. I think what the Spike Lee did a movie, Girl Six or something, that was all about like a sex phone, phone sex worker that got all junked up on, you know, like doing it. She forgot where the line was a little bit herself and right, got lost right. in the whole, in the whole kind of, um, you know, culture of it, if you will. So I'm wondering like if, if they're starting to like see like, you know burnout rates or if people are sharing like the amount of time that they they think they can do it they plan on doing it and how long they end up doing it (laughs) well i find that a lot of porn stars that you know started in studio like won awards you know porn Mm. star porn stars if you will uh you know like the from like the from 2002 to like 2000 16 um a lot of them have retired from doing you know in studio porn and now they're just running like only fans and many bits and making their money from their their old residuals and stuff mm-hmm. and i find that to be you know quite interesting to see like you know people be able to take kind of take control take back the narrative because i know the porn industry has been toxic for so long right Um, Especially Mm -hmm. when we're talking about, you know, especially like hardcore porn and in-studio stuff and, you know, what have you. But I think it's so cool to see that there's like this other option for people that still want and enjoy showing off and and making people fucking feel good. 
they have this new platform, which is really cool. But as far as people that maybe just started in online sex work and then that's where they're doing their job, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people stop after a year or two. Um, uh-huh. I've seen people stop after they realize like the taxes suck. <laughs> so right. really, you know, being 1099 fucking blows. Um, I've seen people burn out just because of like the customers and it's it's hard to show your body constantly and then your body uh-huh. goes through fluctuations and it's like back. I've seen people, you know, have a baby and pop right back on two weeks after. You know, I... I I don't know if there's an answer to like how long it takes to burn out from it. I'll say this. If it wasn't for me opening an OnlyFans last year and getting a new swath of business and growing my numbers to a livable wage, like I'm talking, I spent six or five and a half years really not doing as wonderful as I should have been, you know, because Mm. I had people that you know, I had people, tons of people living with me and I couldn't record on a regular basis. I had no equipment. So I was limited for space in my phone. I was nervous about showing off X, Y, Z on my body, all of this different shit, you know? And it's funny that just now, seven years into this job, I just released my first BBW photo set fully nude. And Mm -hmm. like before now I wasn't that size but I still didn't even release a fully nude fucking photo set, you know? And it's so interesting that now the biggest I've been while doing porn, I'm actually probably the most comfortable. And it's, I don't know if it's because it took me seven fucking years to get here. And eventually you're just like, no, my fans want to see me. And here's the thing. I sold that photo set for a lot of money because I didn't want just the average person to be like, I want to see Felicia fat and like, buy it i didn't want it to feel like people could like mm. use it against me because i'm still unfortunately I still have tons of internalized fat phobia and dysmorphia and all that shit so as i'm trying to work through that i'm like what's the best way for me to like show my new body make some money i may i charged 50 bucks for fucking 20 photos and right. the people that truly like a bbw body fucking bought the goddamn thing because mm. they're my customers and they like that body type Whereas a lot of my other customers maybe don't like that body type, but they know I strategically hide those flaws in my videos. Not that I can fully anymore, but I I do a good job of making sure that you're not seeing all of my BBW-ness, if you will. And uh, it's interesting, you know, it's it's an interesting journey. I don't know if I, I would probably burnt out already if I didn't get to change things up. Now I have at least four days a week, typically that I can film I have better equipment, I have better, you know, even just my phone is a fucking great video recorder, you know, I have, you know, more ideas, I feel Mm -hmm. like I come up with fucking amazing ideas on the fly, I feel like the day I can't think of a really good porno fucking idea, that's the day I retire, so yeah, that's a great question, I don't know when the burnout rate is, I'm not burnt out yet, but I know that if it wasn't for last year and changing shit up a bit, I would be done with this by now for sure. Well, we'll definitely have to find that out. So um, I know we have to take a short break, but when we come back, I want to talk about a few more things. Um, So cut to promos. Stay tuned for a word from NQO. Greetings, Goofy. I'm Kamrayeen Aline Maharet Jarrell. AKA Transnito, BKA Tranos, 
say it with your whole chest or I'll seduce your dad and biopeg him at the family get together. Try me. I'm the host of Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast about current events, comedy, and calamity. Everywhere podcasts can be streamed, Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that force feeds you clam strips in a White Castle parking lot. And we're back. Thanks for tuning in and staying tuned and coming. <laughs> and tuning out. I'm sorry that this became kind of an interview. That's not. No, no, no. But, but, I but keep this being is like, good. And, you know. But this is good because it is in the what we think we know category. And, you know, every online sex worker is different and has, like, different ideas about this stuff. And, oh, you know, I think that's, like, you know, it, it takes a good next thing I wanted to talk about is like what do we think the biggest misconceptions about doing online sex work are? That our family doesn't love us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That that we don't love ourselves. That we have daddy issues. First of all everybody has fucking family parental issues. Shut the fuck up. I don't care if you have mommy issues, daddy issues, parents weren't around issues. It doesn't fucking matter. Everybody has those because that's where we get our trauma and our fucking issues from. Duh. Okay, moving on. I think I think a lot of people have the misconception that this is all we can do or we're too lazy to do anything else. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Nonsense. Fuck that. Suck a dick. I hate that. First of all, it's none of your fucking business why I do the job I do. I don't ask you... Why do you sweep up the floor for a living? Why do you drive a fucking uh, a little yellow thingy that goes beep beep when you back up in your fucking warehouse? I don't give a shit why you drive a forklift, bro. It's not my business. How you got to your job. We're not dating. Don't fucking ask me, you know? I just feel like people, again, like you said, I've, people feel like it's like fucking open season. Somebody's a sex worker. They do a job that's different. Let me ask them invasive goddamn questions, right? So how we got here is a big one. Right, the fact right. that we can't do anything else or that we're, we're unworthy of anything else or that we have a low self-worth or we're undateable. Those are all very common ones. You know, who would date you? I don't know. Somebody that wants to f- watch me suck my tits on camera and (laughs) you know whether they're in it or not is not even the point like somebody that's cool with fucking hearing their fucking partner orgasm really loud on the other side of the wall like yeah i think i think that that a lot of people think that you there's desperation and and while there is sometimes certainly from a financial standpoint for many people that like that's that's sure, a that really also, per- also, personal assumption. Yeah, that all salespeople have desperation. If you are on a paycheck that is, <laughs> hey, OnlyFans is not paying us a fucking salary. We're not getting fucking forty k a year on, and then everything else is a but. We're paying OnlyFans to host our shit. Essentially, they're taking a cut of our crap. So we're just making the sales that we make that fucking day Mm. and while i know that we're going to interview some people at some point that are absolutely going to be like yeah i make 6k figures doing my online sex work that's not everybody and that is certainly not the norm it is not 
Listen, I'm in the top always 5% or higher on OnlyFans, and I'm telling you I am not making six fucking figures. <laughs> top 5% on OnlyFans, always. Fuck yeah. I've, I've been in under the top 2% on OnlyFans, and that was definitely not six figures a year. So think about what percentage of people are truly making those numbers, and also... Don't fucking if you're listening right now and you're potentially thinking about doing this shit don't do not compare yourself so actually that was going to lead me to the next question on the other side of that what do you think people new to online sex work what do you think their miscon biggest misconceptions are about doing the work that it's quick and easy i mean i know a lot of people will be like no i give you credit i know that's hard but like until people do it i don't think i get the same props until people actually do it they, they truly, people do not understand how much actual fucking work goes in to my day. And again, I am not making, like, if I had a nine to five, if I just worked nine to five, I'd be fucked, you know? And, and right. Monday through Friday, I'd be fucked. So if you, and I know that a lot of people that own their own businesses and work for themselves work they say 24 hours a day and it's true and it's no different for sex workers and i know a lot of people i know sex workers that tweet about bragging about you know i get to choose my own schedule and take days off and all that that's nice i don't and you know I what know. you're more successful than me and i don't care that's okay i still have to grind i'm happy for those people but i also hear a lot of sex workers like myself that don't have the ability to take a day off because they get fucked when they do so you know it's not an easy job. It's very tough. It's demanding. Mm -hmm. It's, um, you know, the first day you get somebody saying something wrong to you, it hurts your fucking feelings, you know, sure. it's, and the second day and the third day, you know, it's, it's a, it's grueling and it's a sales and customer service job. And the sale, or I should say the product is your body. And the, the consumer is the customer and you're giving them a service and that's tough. Because when you go to your job every day and you're selling, you know, paper clips and somebody calls and complains about their fucking paper clips, you don't take it home and take it personal. <laughs> somebody like fucking, analogy. When somebody fucking comes and says, I, I wanted to see you get porked on this OnlyFans. Why did I pay $12.99? It's not worth it. Fuck you, bitch. That you take home typically and it's sure. a little bit more personal. So there's a lot of layers to why it's it's not easy. But the, the number one misconception is, oh, I can just take feet pics and post them. Post them where, honey? Who's buying them? Right. You need to do more than that. Even if you just want to make like a many vids for just a feet, you still have to upload videos. Like this is yeah. not, evil. it's very rare to be like, I can just post foot pics and make money. Sure, there are some rare cases, but those are the ones that you hear about because it is so fucking rare, you know? So, okay. So I have... I'm thinking of a couple more things. One, do you think that there overall is a lot of camaraderie among online sex workers, or do you think it's very competitive? Both. Um, I've seen a lot of camaraderie within my own little bubble of people I've met. Um, and then I've also heard people say that these same people talk shit about me behind my back. Uh, I've also seen a lot of people complain about other sex workers on Twitter and spaces like that. I try to just, if I, if I know you or if I have a connection through other people to you, I'll retweet your stuff. I'll promote you, etc. If you do the same for me, cool. If not, it's not a big deal. But 
I, you know, I personally stopped trying to be a part of that little online sphere myself because I found it, it was a little toxic. So I was, you know, I, I, I was, it doesn't take very long for me to back away from stuff now. I'm, I'm 30 fucking four, you know, if I see any little shred of toxicity, I'm like, okay, I can't do this. Bye. So, you know, I still say I'll, I'll, re, I'll follow that. like a new worker here and there if they follow me or if I find one that like, you know, it, on my timeline or whatever, but like, it's, I, I kind of stay away from a little piece of that just cause it's, I don't know. It can be, it can be both. It can be very competitive, but also very helpful. So what, what do you think the biggest advice from sex workers to new sex workers would be? It can be safety. It could be anything like, um, yeah, safety is probably the priority. Make sure that you're going, you're using a website that you find, you know, reputable, you're putting your, you know, you're putting watermarks on things, Uh, um, keeping your content safe. Yeah. Because if you need to do a DMCA takedown, it's a lot easier if there's a fucking watermark on it. Right. There's, there's all sorts of things that make it easier if you just do it. I don't necessarily do all of that because I'm an asshole and I can't be bothered, but that's, I know the consequences (laughs) of that. Right. Like I know that if I don't watermark every photo, oops you know um so yeah keep yourself safe uh maybe reach out to an elder sex online sex worker to just kind of ask them some questions i think it's always nice to have somebody take you under your under their wing and like kind of guide you make sure that you're not doing anything that they wouldn't do make sure that you're not giving out your information it's like if you're gonna mail somebody panties in the mail make sure it's from a p.o box or you scratch out your address you know things like that like Keep yourself safe. Keep yourself, you know, I actually don't scratch out your address. Just get a fucking P.O. box. That's a bad, that's bad advice. See, like, that's the shit that I would do years ago that, like, (laughs) don't do. That would be, like, your half-ass version. Yeah, exactly. Like, can't be bothered version. Um, Yeah, don't do what I do, basically. But, yeah, and I would say that uh, make sure that you either pay your taxes, like, every couple months um, ahead of time or save your money so that you can pay your taxes because you're now a 1099 worker. So what would be, what do you think the one thing that every consumer of online sex work material, if you will, or sex workers, uh, talents, uh, what is the one thing every single customer could do better when they're consuming? sex work tip more you heard it folks tip (laughs) my i think a general rule should be if you enter a a live stream you should immediately tip period Mm. i don't care if you stay for two fucking minutes you just Mm. entered a live stream where somebody is letting you into their personal world live no editing no censoring you're there with them in that fucking moment tip them i can't tell you how many times i've I've been in a live and the tips did not come in and i'm sitting there sweating bullets because i have my ac off and i'm coming on camera and yeah i'm not necessarily doing it for tips sure however when there's nine people in my chat or 22 people in my chat send me a fucking tip 
much. I just, I can't stress it enough. And when yeah. you tip, you get A, remembered, and B, taken care of. Oh, Those oh, yeah. are so important. If you want somebody to remember your name, you want somebody to prioritize you, you want somebody to check in, you want freebies once in a while. I'm not saying everybody does that, but if you are good to me, oh, honey, I am fucking good to you. Believe that. So if you're regularly giving me little tips here and there, you're going to get the free video in a few weeks. You're going to get, you know, you're going to get little random, here's a happy birthday video, little random freebies. I'm not saying it's going to happen all the time, but tips go a long fucking way because it's your way of saying, I not only appreciate that I'm here for a small price, I think you're worthy of more than that small price. That's very nice. And I wonder, I wonder because so and this is something for a deeper dive but i was wondering like like what the pay disparity is amongst like different groups of online sex workers like i i don't know that answer that's a good that's a good question for a deeper dive i know there is one but i don't know what that actual answer is because i feel like i heard many years ago at least as far as like uh like porn porn, gay porn stars made less on average than like female heterosexual porn stars. Right. I don't know if that's true, but as it would be one as... of the few sp spaces where women got, men got paid less than women. Right. I w yeah, I wonder if there is, um, I'm not sure. I, I'm sure that that number has, the gap has probably closed a bit is my assumption because mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to make assumptions. But I'm going to find out because I'm curious yeah. if, if, if the uh, like the, the boy or cisgender male online OnlyFans workers are putting like making less or more and vice versa. Like what the average like subscription is. I know that, you know, they have all this data. I'm sure we'll oh, yeah. find it. Absolutely. I'm very uh, interested to know it myself. Yeah, so. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of curious. When, when we've like, you know, <laughs> we talk about this stuff about like what we know, what we think we know, and like a lot of it is based on, especially this topic, is stuff we actually do know because we've like participated on some level over the years or are currently participating. Um, and I was trying to think in my head, I'm like, oh, we should like each share like an online sex worker story of some sort. Maybe just one, instead of it like being categorized, one that stands out in your head from over the years as being the most memorable, either good, bad, neutral, but most memorable. Ooh, do you wanna go first? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go first. So like, you know, I I'm definitely was one of those people that thought it was gonna be a lot easier than it was. Um, I, I still like, I think it's, it's also about frame of reference, what you have more experience doing. And, you know, some people have more experience in the streets than behind the screen, <laughs> right, you know, right. so like, but like, I do think a lot of like, you know, a lot of, there are a lot of similarities in that, like, there's a lot of communication, you know, oftentimes, especially when people are requesting personalized content. Right. And like, I think, I think that's what stands out the most like i've had you know in flirts like people like oh hey will you make me a video of you like jerking off or whatever but like when somebody is like already purchased some of your online content and then wants you to do something it, they do come at it from like such a, a 
a different angle than one's used to because it sounds like it does sound like commands which i'm okay with like you know personally like i can ignore all that as long as you're hitting like the like pay button we're cool like you know like i i've got a good filter like i'm not gonna get affected in that in that category if you're somebody i'm flirting with and you talk to me like that right you're gonna fuck so you're saying like how it sounds like they're ordering from like a menu yeah and and i think my (laughs) funniest experiences are like it's like it's like it's so directive and obviously the punctuation's always like really really terrible but it's like do video of shirt behind head one testicle out you know like these these ultra ultra specific things and like all i could and 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 like i've had very similar and i guess that's my overall memorable is these very instructive and they're all very similar but they're also so specific they are so specific and i've like tried to imagine in my head what exactly you know how is this hot for them me doing this very specific thing but you know like you know you you just there's not a lot of I, I think that is the thing that's different about online sex work from just online dating and online flirting and online whatevering is that like you know you don't necessarily have that conversation of well what made you think of that and why are you doing that or what right. about me made you think I mean I got like the long hair thing gets like a lot of requests like you know dirty hippie I want you to smell your pit and like act like it's like super ripe which it is so it's not a good stretch <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah the, that's my most memorable these very like I mean and like if you're gonna like tell me to do things like put it in order like one oh take off your my th- god it was just kind of like these things with mixed like dot dot dots followed oh, yeah. by a comma no 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 so we don't do the paragraph custom requests honey oh, <laughs> if I have to fish for the information we're not doing that so what I give you one chance to tell me everything right I'll say what do you want in That's your hilarious. custom if you don't if you come back with some nonsense in a paragraph that is all fucked no so this is what I have if you want to look at the screen you probably can't see but Number one, length of custom. Number two, plot. If you don't have an idea for one, I can come up with one myself. Number three, what point of view are you watching from? Example, am I simulating that you are there with me? Am I wishing you were there? Am I pretending to send you a video in response to something, etc.? Number four, angles you're looking for. What acts would you like me to do? Example, masturbate while telling a story from riding position, showing only waist up. Like, I get specific for them. (laughs) My attitude. Am I nice? Am I mean? Dominant? Submissive? You choose how I speak to you. Name to call you. What to wear. Persona. Any other specifics you'd like me to include? That is my list. That is my list of how to create a custom for somebody. And people put really specific shit in there. And that's why I have that list now. Because everybody's always like, okay, I want it from... The, your toe to your ankle. I want your leg to shake off of the bed. Two taps. And then I want you to say, hallelujah. You know, it's like the most specific shit in the world. So I just now have my own directive of exactly how I want you to answer all my I need to know this shit questions. And it ends up coming out great. I, I feel like my customs are my favorite shit to do because people give me nice. sometimes they're just like, just do be submissive. I'm like, Ugh, OK, I'm creative enough to come up with something. But it is very nice to have this little template filled out because then it's like, all right, no, I can't so, go wrong there, you know. So then, what's your most memorable custom? Right. Ooh, that's that's fun. Um, 
I really, so I actually have somebody that I have done a series of customs for, and it's actually um, like an ongoing series. And Ooh, it's like multi parts where I think we're up to part 12 or so. Um, it's an ongoing story. And I really like it because it allows me. So I don't know if you know this, but I dabble in the literatica. So I really like to write out stuff. And then in turn, my brain also does the like fantasy on the go really easily. So it's fun to like watch the story kind of unfold over time and pieces and it transform into this big thing where it actually it, it doesn't feel real. But, it you know, it feels like. I'm writing a chapter book for this person. Only I'm doing it in video form. It's very interesting. That's my favorite. That's my most memorable. I, I have a couple people that come cool. back, but like, yeah, I find that that one is fun because it reminds me of a storybook, you know? <laughs> See, I really, I really, I really like the way that sounds and like the form of custom video. Like sometimes people do that in like the, um, like the nifty archive and stuff. Right. Like they write like this, like 25 page series, like, which is too much. I, right. if your series is, if your series is more than five chapters, I'm probably like <laughs> not even going to, I'm not even going to hit the fucking hyperlink. But, um, did you know nifty has been around since 1993? I'm not surprised. I feel like literaticas.com has been around since like 97 or something. And how did everybody find out, you know, like, I want to know how <laughs> everybody came across these, like, like, is, was it just word of mouth? There is one poor schlub in, in uh, behind that computer who has been like archiving <laughs> your homemade lit erotica stories since uh, 1993. I wonder if there was like a magazine for like a smut like smutty stories you know like romance uh, novels that, that listed romance it. novel mm. magazine that listed it or you know there were there had to be something like oh you know all the romance novelists just like found uh, i don't fucking know but that's so cool that's really cool to know but yeah i like my, i like my my multi my multi-tiered stories i think they're so fun to like build on and you know whatever it's so weird but like it's fun it's like i get because then i get invested in the fantasy too and then my acting is better mm -hmm. when i do the one-offs eh, okay I, I think i do a decent job everybody i always says like oh this is fucking fantastic but i think i do my best when i'm like i have some kind of like character development <laughs> Yeah, no, character, character, character development is awesome. I'm a big fan of character development, especially in in, in my sexuality. Um, I think it's it's a it's 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 a nice it's a nice way to ring. So, I love all the homework we have to do about yeah. online sex work, yeah. even though we've both done it and like you know. But like, who knows the facts and figures of these things? And plus, again, still kind of like pretty new i mean certainly like online porn and people started doing like uploading their amateur like sure. you know bathroom videos to fucking x videos and porno hub but like you know this new event of like Making people platform having platforms right. yeah exactly you know it's 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 interesting it's it's kind of like you know refreshing in some ways but like you know my issue is like i really i don't want to see the world become less sex positive because it's like 
all involved in just online sex now and nobody's actually fucking each other for real but you know these are the dangers of post-pandemic and pandemic it's not even post-pandemic yet but like you know the digital era and people like being at home I don't know. The amount of customers that ask to fuck me, I think people still want to fuck. They still want to do it. I, just, I don't necessarily <laughs> think people know where to find people to fuck, whether they have to pay or not. So, you right. know, and that's all valid and fair. So. Right. Tip your sex worker. Tip your fucking sex worker. <sighs> well, this was another fabulous edition of The Screw, and I do love talking to you. Um, I'm sorry we're separated by so many miles, but we'll get to talk and do this again next week. Yay! Thanks for tuning anything in. You got, oh. Anything you got coming up that you want to pimp out? Nope. No? Nope. Right. <laughs> you can find me on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Felicia Rose, or OnlyFans.com slash Felicia Rose free. The free page is not actually what you think it is. It's just me selling you videos for way higher than the price that you would get it if you were subscribed, even just for a month. So, oh, there's an interesting little backdoor you got there. I yeah, like it's my way of advertising what I have. So, if you want it, you can buy it there, but you probably shouldn't. But some people do. Um, you can also and- find me on many vids. It's uh, Felicia Rose dot manyvids.com. Hell yeah. And as always, check out all the content on newqueerorder.com. Uh, welcome Cardboard Time, a new affiliate to the New Queer Order family. And uh, yeah, check us out. Send us money. Yeah, do that. Thanks for tuning into the Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love. We're going to eat your asses. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh.